is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pacers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Tom Lewis of IndieCornrows.com. I'm here to give you your latest news and notes about the Indiana Pacers as they prepare for another week in the NBA after a struggle on the road. On this episode, we'll look back at those struggles as the Pacers broke down on the road once again, this time in L.A. and Salt Lake City. And we'll also check in on some extensive comments from Larry Bird and his frustrations with the team at the halfway point. And finally, we'll look ahead at the schedule for the week as the Pacers return home for three of their four games this week. But before we dive in, reminder to hit me up with your comments or complaints or questions via email at indycornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at indycornrows. All right, let's hit it. Last time we saw the Pacers, they were coming off a strong finish in Sacramento after a brutal first half and a solid road win. A little momentum carried into L.A. with a day off. Uh, hope was they could get that second road win and then do whatever they could with a little house money in Utah and come home with a winning record on the road trip out west. Ah, sorry, that didn't happen. Coughing up a big loss against the Lakers turned the trip into another troublesome spot in the season for the Pacers that they're going to have to rally back and get momentum going the other way. In the end against the Lakers, the Pacers lost 108-96. This to a team that's been giving up 112 points a game of late and has really been struggling, but it was the Pacers who struggled. Uh, even from the get-go in the first half, things didn't get off well, um, but somehow the Pacers were in position at the half to take over and pull away. I mean, they led by two at the half. It kind of seemed like one of those situations where you're like, phew, survive that, could have been a disaster, but okay, regroup, come out strong, put this game away, go to Utah. Again, <clears throat> not going to happen. You know, the third quarter wasn't the downfall, but things did start sliding in the wrong way, without a doubt, as the Lakers took the lead, you know, never got too big, but uh, you could tell they were outplaying, outworking the Pacers at this point, and then towards the end of the third quarter, that lead started to grow, Lou Williams in his reserve role with the Lakers once again nuked the Pacers, um, and that stretch kind of straddling the third and fourth quarter turned out to be uh, what ended up knocking out the Pacers, and they were not able to recover. And, you know, Williams had 27 points off the bench. 
He and Nick Young combined to make 9 of 19 threes, and boy, did they have a good time knocking those threes down, <laughs> especially Nick Young, of course. A guy um, with a team so far under 500 who can dance like that after a three in a game, you, you got to appreciate on some level. <laughs> also, got to drive you nuts if he's on a team that you want to win. But regardless, they did win against the Pacers on Friday, and that despite 21 points from Paul George and 20 from Al Jefferson off the bench. Another solid bench effort from Jefferson. You hate to see an L in a game like that. 20 points in 17 minutes. Uh, real nice game around the rim for Jefferson, who's all of a sudden become a, a consistent threat down there in those reserve minutes. But really, biggest problem was turnovers, of course, this time around. And the Pacers had 20 of them. And you talk about Paul George and Jeff Teague. They had 10 of them. Miles Turner had five. So there's your you know, quote-unquote big three. Uh, and they struggled to do anything right. Uh, in this game, even when the game was still, you know, in the balance. So, uh, rough game to watch those star guys not come through like that on the road. And then you're heading to Utah, and now they have pressure to win to avoid the back-to-back losses in a game where they're going to struggle, bad matchup. The Jazz are actually a team that is a little slower and bigger, a little more traditional, with Derek Favors at power forward and Rudy Gobert in the middle, and the Pacers... Ended up really struggling with that size. Of course, they lost on the rebounding edge. Uh, but they got frustrated with the physical play. Paul George fouled out, was tossed out because of the refereeing uh, and his complaints after he had gotten a technical earlier in the game. Nate McMillan was tossed after he got two technicals. And the, all the complaining wasn't without reason. I mean, there literally was one play that showed a replay of Joe Ingles tapping Paul George in the face twice. And, you know... A referee is, I don't know, 10 feet away and just let it slide. And that just pushed Paul over the edge for us. Eventually, uh, getting Nate his first technical and and um, things just weren't going to go the Pacers' way in this game. And it always felt like the Jazz were in control. George Hill was fantastic, had 30 points, and really it was almost a quiet 30, even though every time he scored, everybody's like, oh, George Hill, going at the Pacers. But... Uh, I mean, he could have put up 40, uh, didn't score much late in the game. And Gordon Hayward was also awesome, that indie connection, uh, 27 points. And really, the Pacers made a solid run after the half, got themselves back in the game. Early in the third quarter, cut the lead down to two points at 62-60, to 60, but then Hill and Hayward combined and threw a 13-point run at them. And poof, just like that, it was gone. Pacers never really recovered, never got anything going, as it was a rough night. On the road, ended up losing 109-100. to And returned home to Indy, one game under 500, and hanging on to the seventh spot in the East. So, not all is lost. It's easy to overreact to back-to-back losses, especially with the way that first game went down. They actually didn't play horrible against the Jazz. The Jazz are just a good team, plays really well at home, and it was going to be a, a game the Pacers had to play really well to win. As it was, they were in position to uh, make some runs, but couldn't get over the hump, did not play as well as they could, and obviously needed to, uh, to beat the Jazz. So you lose that game, which 
you know, it's kind of a schedule loss as you're lining them up anyway, um, but it adds to the frustration after the real damage was done on Friday in L.A. So, losses, bad, yuck. Let's put them in the rearview mirror. Uh, but before we look ahead, uh, I want to hit on some comments from Larry Bird. Actually, before the two games on Friday and Saturday, uh, Bird met with a few of the media members locally and offered up some extensive comments on various topics at the halfway point of the season. And there's some great Q&A articles out there that you should check out. Mark Monteith at Pacers.com has one. Bob Kravitz at WTHR.com. And, of course, Nate Taylor at IndyStar.com. They all have their own articles about Bird's thoughts on the Pacers uh, heading into the second half of the season. And there's a few different topics. I'd like to hit on some of the individual topics separately. I think they're intriguing to consider, and I think we can do that this week, kind of hitting on a few of the different items. Um, hit on a couple of those here tonight. So let's let's start with uh, some of the negatives, which we actually saw play out on the road. Uh, Bird talked about the road woes baffling him and the team not being able to come together and, and really put forth that type of effort you need to win on the road. But I'm, I'm more interested in the inconsistent play and rebounding woes, which once again were on display this weekend and have also shown up both at home and on the road. Now remember, these comments from Bird were given prior to the last two games. But from the Bob Kravitz article, here's, uh, here's what Bird had to say about the inconsistent play and the offense bogging down uh, from Bird. Quote, oh, I know, we're over dribblers. One of my biggest concerns is they all like to pound the ball. Once you get the ball, you do one of three things. You shoot it, you pass it, or you drive. You don't pound it. You don't hold it. And we were all taught that at an early stages. You watch us when the ball is moving, we're a damn good team. When everybody wants to dribble it, we're a horrible team. McMillan is trying. Every day you hear it. Even in practice, we'll go through 20 minutes of some of the prettiest basketball. Then the last 10 or 15, it'll be some of the worst. Just because of over-dribbling. It's amazing. End quote. Yes, that is amazing. And we see it all the time. And one of the issues that made things better, I think, when Teague and Monte were separated a little more, was that both of those guys did dribble the ball a lot, and it slowed up the ball movement. But it does drive you nuts when you see a team like San Antonio, who does exactly as Bird was saying. If they're not passing the ball... The guy is driving and creating uh, a pass to someone else who's in driving, and it's not all dribble drive. They're, you know, they're doing other plays. They're um, running all the same stuff other guys do, but the ball rarely just sits and pounds and waits for something to magically appear. And actually, the Jazz are kind of a Spurs franchise team, um, and they do the same thing. It's a great action. I've seen them play several times this year, and... Their action with the ball, creating good shots, is really impressive. And it is frustrating because it seems so obvious. And you got to wonder why not only the Pacers but other teams just don't keep that ball movement um, like those elite teams do. Um, it isn't rocket science on some level, but you got to have the execution. So uh, I share that frustration 
with uh, Larry Legend, that is for sure. Okay, uh, one other topic on rebounding issues from uh, Mark Bonpiece article. He was asked about rebounding, so here's Bird quote. Look at it, Thaddeus averaged 9 last year, parenthetically. He's at 6.1 this year. Back to Bird. Paul is under his average from last year. Jeff Teague is probably averaging more than ever. Miles, we don't know. He gets 12 one game and then four the next. We miss a guy like Lance Stevenson in his rebounding. That really put us at another level, having a guy who could rebound like him. Going into this year, I knew our weaknesses. I knew we had a small backcourt and rebounding was going to be a problem. Monte has been hurt, so we brought him off the bench. And when Glenn rebounds in big numbers, we tend to win. We knew that was a problem for us. It's something we're trying to look at. Glenn's played all right, but he hasn't been as consistent as we like. When he plays decently, we win. So going into this year, we knew we had some holes on this team. We're not a perfect team. We're not spending $180 million on payroll. But with what we do spend, we try to get the best talent. We are who we are. Just plug in the holes and we go. My goal this year is to make the playoffs and have a solid team going in. And hopefully, we have an opportunity to get in the second round and then worry about it then. End quote. Okay, well, I guess I buried the lead. Larry Bird misses Lance Stevenson. Larry Bird misses Lance Stevenson. Everyone, run to your computers. Bird mentions Stevenson in a positive light. He's got to be on the horn with him. Right? I don't know. Uh, actually, his comments on Lance emphasize the fact they need Robinson to chip in on the glass, and he's right. When the third has good rebounding numbers, it's usually a winning indicator for the Pacers. In nine games, Robinson's had six rebounds, and they are five and four in those games. But he's had four games over six, and they're four and zero. Oh. And those were, you know, four wins, including two of the six road wins at Detroit and Oklahoma City, and the other wins were over Chicago and Orlando. So it's getting to a sketchy point for Robinson right now. It seems like he's lost a little confidence of late, and that's led to more minutes for Monte which has appeared to make things even worse for Robinson now. I don't know if he's really looking over his shoulder or if he is going to be able to handle that type of pressure, but it seems like you know Monte played 33 minutes in Utah, and uh, Robinson you know, seems like after he misses a shot or, or misses an assignment of some sort, he's uh, quickly out of the game, and then uh, he has to play well again once he gets in, or he's not going to play much. That's fine. I, I appreciate that accountability. But uh, he's he needs to uh, get that confidence back and keep Monte off the court, I guess, is, is the goal, or at least make sure they're splitting their minutes because his size does help on the glass. It can help defending on the perimeter better. And um, when he is playing well, as Bird said, uh, they are a much different team. And you hate to see him take a step back after seeming to take a big step forward. And unfortunately, if he does take a step back, that is going to uh, probably draw the Pacers back with him. So hopefully uh, just some growing pains from the young fella, and he'll take one step back and then take another couple steps forward, uh, and the Pacers will go right along with him. All right, so let's look ahead now. With four games this week, uh, the Pacers start at home on Monday night against the New York Knicks. Now it's a TNT 8 p.m. start with none other than Reggie Miller calling the game. 
If you were on uh, Instagram, you saw Reggie checked in from his old neighborhood up near Geist. And uh, he was surprised to see Bella Vida was shut down and uh, getting prepped to open up under uh, a new name as a new restaurant. So obviously he hadn't been to Bella Vida in a while because that place is kind of slipping of late. So, But, you know, no worries for Reg. Puccini's was open, always ready for him, and always a consistent good meal at Puccini's. Yummy. Uh, so after uh, playing the Knicks, the Pacers play at Minnesota on Thursday. And then back home, another back-to-back, but this time at home, against the Sacramento Kings on Friday. And then wrap up the week at the Fieldhouse against the Houston Rockets. Not looking forward to all of the three-point shots from that one, considering the Pacers have a big-time struggle guarding that three-line. Rockets are going to be racing to the Fieldhouse on that day. Uh, but none of these games this week will be easy, but there should be a couple wins in there, and they got to at least get two uh, to keep rolling, uh, moving into a little bit tougher stretch of the season once once the calendar flips over to February. So check out all the action this week. Let me know what you think. As always, thanks for listening. Please share your thoughts uh, via email at indycornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at indycornrows. And you can find the podcast on audioboom.com. Also, subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play, where all prior episodes are archived and available. That's all for now. You've been listening to Lockdown Pacers on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You got it. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17